All right. Hello, Vineyard. Hello, Vineyard. How's it going, Dad? Good. I'm just getting my thing pushed. There we go. Hello. Sorry. <laughs> I had. Uh, I was saying hello on the on the Facebook on another situation there. So that's good. And we've got Billy and Angie with us. Yay! Pastor and Billy and Angie are here, everybody. So uh, nice to have them join us and. Uh, we're excited about doing another podcast here and seeing people pop online is very cool. Glad you're joining us slowly but surely. And um, yeah, look, more and more people coming. Your wife's on, Doug. She's watching. She uh, she so actually grabbed her headphones. Really? Her, yeah. So, so so nice. That, that was to tune, it. it was either to tune me out or the kids out. So <laughs> who knows? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure we all know who she's tuning out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, good. People are excited to hear from you, Billy and Angie. So, so are we. So, well, let's see, uh, see what we got, what we build up here. I just wanted to say hello. It's May 27th already. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, you know what uh, happened yesterday? You got older, I, Dad. I did get older. Yes. Birthday. Yeah, yeah. But but technically we get older every day, so every minute. I'll be older at the end of this show by a lot, I'm afraid, by when we started, but it's all good. (laughs) It's a whole lot of time. Yeah, so we had that, and uh, we've been really busy. We had another outreach today, and uh, that went really good. That was our... uh, 19th outreach in a in uh, in a row. We've been by on this Saturday. We'll have done 20 outreaches when every every Wednesday and Saturday for the last 10. Wow. So uh, a lot lot of outreaches. Really good. It was busy again today. I think they gave we gave away 230 meals and uh, all sorts of other stuff. And so it was good. And then we got a we're doing another meal this Saturday. It's going to be chicken and linguine. So it's kind of a version of the chicken piccata meal that we made. Other than, other than I, I think we're going to have you know split chickens or something. So you can't really call it piccata because that's got to do with the type of meat. But um, it should be really good and uh, happy to do that. Oh, and then actually, so I guess now's as good a time to talk to all nine people that are listening. Um, <laughs> hey, it's an important nine, okay? Like, we're we're here. Really important. Yeah, it's yeah. So anyway, so after this Saturday, then the in June we're probably gonna we're gonna be doing outreach just on Saturdays in June. But instead of the meals, the Hello Vineyard meal, and uh, that went really well. You know, working with um, Chef Matt and and uh, appreciate him again and all his help. I was talking to him just before the show on the phone, and um, because things are opening back up, he's had to go back to work. So um, so happy for him, but we'll miss him hanging around helping us. So we've actually um, decided in June we're going to do a thing. We've got four of the local restaurants involved, and uh, we've reached out to them, and we've purchased, uh, uh, we've had each one of them come up with what we call a vineyard special. And uh, we've gone ahead and purchased some gift certificates for them, and then we're going to be giving them away all month. And uh, so they've been gracious. So uh, Coco's Kitchen uh, is going to be doing a uh, their Happy Face breakfast special. Nice. And... Uh, so that you'll know, get, or and uh, Cuba Coffee is going to be doing uh, a medium coffee or coffee con leche and uh, cheese toast. Pizza Works is going to be doing two slices of cheese pizza, and um, Bagel Island is going to do a large coffee and um, a uh, ha- uh, egg and cheese bagel. Wow! So wow. so when you when uh, anybody comes through, we'll be giving them uh, certificates to three of those places. And they can go and they can, they'll be redeemed at those restaurants. And then, you know, hopefully they'll buy other stuff while they're there and bless the restaurants. But, uh, but you can get a little bit of something throughout the week. And we're going to do that for uh, the four weekends in June. So uh, that's kind of fun. And, yeah, and, and it's going to be fun, fun working with the restaurants. And, and uh, we're able to bless them, too, and the people that work there and all that good stuff. So uh, should be a good thing for everybody. So, so that's coming up, and we're excited about that. Um, and it's been quite a uh, quite a crazy ten weeks. To say the least, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's good. Um, also, in, in case uh, you don't know, we did start meeting again in person at the church, um, 
And so we're blessed because we've been back already four weekends. Kind of, that's hard for me to believe too. But we've been meeting in person services four weekends. Lots of guidelines in place. We're keeping it very safe. Uh, um, you know, and the and not a whole lot of people coming yet. But we want to be able to meet everybody where they're at. And so we're continuing, you know, doing a lot of online stuff and making sure that's all really good, so that people that feel safer at home stay in there. And and yet for those that are kind of ready to venture out, we're we're there, um, and uh, it's going well, and it's, uh, you know, for me, I like to be there uh, at the church, but it's been such a huge part of my life. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, it's like breathing almost. So um, it's good to be able to hang out and see people, and now every week, when as more people are coming back, it's very exciting when people are coming back for the first time, and everybody sort of gives them the virtual, you know, yay! Uh, yeah, that's the that's, virtual hug, and we it. do it like yeah. that. Yep. Yep. So, um, but uh, it's going well, and we've been able to, uh, now that we've done four weekends, we figured out some stuff, uh, just so people know, um, we do have coffee again at the church, so you can get a coffee now. It's all touchless. Someone will put everything together for you and hand you, you know, the package of sugar and stuff, and you can take that to your seat. And then um, once you're at your seat, you can just kind of stare at your coffee because you can't take your mask down to drink it. No, that's a joke. <laughs> ah, that's just a cruel joke. That's once you're wow. seated, yeah. once you're seated, you can take your mask down just like you could if you went to a restaurant. Once you're at your seat, because you're socially distanced now, because all the rows are six feet apart, you can take your mask down and, and uh, enjoy coffee. And this weekend, um, we're going to start having some food back in the place too. So uh, if all goes well, there'll be breakfast sandwiches and. Um, uh, and also um, the the little uncrustable peanut and butter and jelly things. You ever had those from from Smuckers? That yeah, and and pops and pop tarts. So uh, you can take those things, sit down in your chair. Once you once you're at your chair, you can take your mask down. You can have a little coffee. You can have a little sandwich, and um, and then you know we we just ask people. Yeah, if they're moving around, they got to put the mask up. And when they're singing, they should have a mask on too, just in case there's something going on with that. But that will feel more normal, I think, um, having some food again and being able to hang out a little bit. So I'm excited about that. We're slowly bringing things back and trying to do them safely. So, so that's all real good. And uh, so I've been talking for a few minutes. Douglas, why don't you take over and talk for a little bit? Yeah, well, uh, we, we brought in Pastor Billy and Pastor Angie. Thanks for joining us. We should let you guys talk instead of Dad. So uh, we, we have a few questions for you. Uh, how long have you guys been in ministry? Wow. Oh. <laughs> um, well, since we're 28 and we... <laughs> um, actually, uh, for me, Doug, it, uh, I started in ministry when I was 18 years old. Uh, when I graduated from high school, uh, I grew up in the Baptist Church in San Antonio, Texas, and when I graduated from high school, the Baptist Church started a new work called Crossroads Baptist Church, and they needed a music minister and youth pastor. So I, in May, I graduated from high school. In June, I was on staff as music and youth at that church, and I've been in ministry since 18 years old to now. So uh, I am 61 years old, so you can do math, and that's it for me. <laughs> hey, good on you. Yeah. I got to get my calculator to do that, man. <laughs> That's like 43, 44 years, something like that. Yeah. That's 16, 18, 43. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's been crazy. I was a pastor um, at, oh gosh, in San Antonio while I was in college. Uh, I was a youth pastor at a number of churches in the summer. And then I went to college at Howard Payne University in Brownwood, Texas. It's a Southern Baptist University, similar to Baylor, and I majored in theology there. I was um, um, a youth pastor in, and a worship leader in Brownwood during the school year. And uh, so, Here's a funny side note to uh, that. Uh, we love uh, funny uh, side notes. We love them. <laughs> so he was probably a junior or, no, a junior in college or a sophomore in college. And in Brownwood, well, there's a tiny little West Texas town outside of Brownwood 
where my dad and his parents have a farm, and that's where he grew up. And we would go, gosh, we would visit them a couple times a month. And, and I, didn't, I didn't know her at the time. He did obviously. not know me, thank God. That was not a good time to meet me. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have to dive deeper into that, because, like, I want to yeah. know, because we made Fran and Georgina explain how they met, and they felt yeah. awkward, but we all enjoyed it. So you guys are coming up with that, too. <laughs> so Billy's in, what, college, where he went off to a farm in Texas. So yeah. How did he get from the, the farm in Texas going to college to meeting Angie? How did that happen? So his college, um, there's a little Baptist church in my dad's town, okay, called Cottonwood Baptist Church. And every once in a while, they would ask his university to send a team out to, to minister to the people. And that's where my nanny and Bobo, don't laugh, um, went to church, and they were very active and most always had the pastor and his wife over for Sunday lunch with the best food you would ever have in your life. And the guest preacher. And so when guest preacher and music ministers would come, they would have them over to their house just like they would the pastor. Well, what we didn't know till probably you introduced me to your, your till you first met Nanny is that two times or one time several um, times several times they asked me to be youth pastor several no. times Billy yeah. would go be the uh, guest uh, preacher or music minister and he had lunch with my Nanny and Bobo before That's I ever funny. met him. That's funny. Because he was a, the story is because so he was a sophomore in college and you were still like, what, 12? <laughs> so, so what, Billy was, what, 28 now? Is that what he's trying to say? Yeah. That's how pastors do math. That was okay back in, back in the day. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. It's really funny because in that day, they actually asked me to come on staff and be their full-time, well, part-time youth pastor. It was only about a 45-minute drive from where I was going to school, uh, and it's literally a one-light, one-traffic-light town. I mean, it's a Texas town where you go to that one-traffic-light, and that's it. And uh, I turned them down. I didn't feel like that was the Lord's purpose for me. I was serving in another church in Brownwood uh, that was um, – kind of moving in the things of the spirit, which is odd for us at that time. I wasn't used to that, and I was growing a lot. And so I stayed at that church. But had had I gone and taken that position, I would have met her a lot earlier than I should have met her. So yeah. uh, I'm so grateful. so grateful God did it the way he did it. So yeah. you had to have seen each other. Like you, you had lunch with Nanny and Bobo, Billy. There, there had to yeah. have been some contact. Yeah, her, her dad actually. They lived in San Antonio at the time. Yeah. He just had a big ranch out there, yeah. so he would go up, you know, every other weekend or so. But she wouldn't go every weekend with him. We okay. never, yeah. we never intersected at at Nanny's at the same time. That's so weird. But when she brought, then we met years later. She brought me to her Nanny's. Introduced me to her nanny, and Nanny's like Billy. And I'm like, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that so is funny. Nanny and I <laughs> so that's good. So you guys, um, you ministered and sang. You eventually meet and then uh, and get married and and you 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 minister in San Antonio for a long time. So kind of give us yeah. a rundown well, of what you were doing uh, in San Antonio. There was a lot of emphasis on long there, Dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were there a long time. Yeah. That story is interesting because uh, I was on staff as the youth pastor at Sherry Hills Baptist Church in San Antonio. Um, and, and that was a great church. Loved it. And they were starting a new work. The new work was called River City Fellowship. And the pastor at, at Sherry Hills Baptist actually stepped down to pastor the mission, the new work. And um, when he did, um, I went ahead and resigned my position at Shara Hills and said, I'll come help you. And, you know, it was just an adventure. I felt called to do it. A long story behind it that's, you know, too many details. So 
we went out there and became a part of River City Fellowship, and I was the worship pastor and the youth pastor at the church. Um, two years into that, he uh, there was just some issues with the pastor and stuff, and he sat down, and uh, he and I are still great friends to this day, but he, he needed some time away, so he stepped down, and when that happened, I never felt that I would be a senior pastor. I was enjoying youth pastoring and leading worship the whole thing. But when he stepped down, I told the church, I said, well, you know what? I mean, we were running probably three or 400 at the time. And I said, you know what? I'll take over and I'll just keep us meeting on Sunday mornings and keep doing this until we find the man. And um, so we kept praying and praying for God to send the guy and uh, kept looking and looking for God to send the guy. <laughs> yeah. Send the guy, yeah. God, please. And he still hasn't. So it's interesting because at that time, um, I had a number of opportunities. Like First Baptist Church San Antonio called me and wanted me to come out and be their youth pastor. And I had a number of invitations, but I just never felt a release from that group of people. And God was doing a great work. He was taking that three or 400 down to about 30 or 40. <laughs> <laughs> When the pastor left, it really, you know, caused some, we, uh, the building we were in, we lost the building. It just kind of fell apart. But I knew that there was a remnant there that was really hungry and felt called to that work. So um, we just stuck it out. We stayed in it. And then we, um, gosh, that was probably, I don't even remember the date of that, probably 1990, 91. And, uh, yeah, and, uh we stayed pastoring there over 20, almost 25 years as senior pastor. And uh, Angie, we, Angie was uh, our children's pastor on staff. And uh, we had a great time. We were way out of northwest San Antonio. Uh, I started a, a ministry with a group of pastors out there meeting and praying for that side of town. And I noticed something. They all felt called to that area of San Antonio. And I began to ask Father, you know, is that where you wanted us planted? I, I didn't know where... He actually had a place for River City to be. And so we began to pray as a church, and we found out from one of the members of our church was one of the staff writers for the San Antonio Express News. He was a sports writer. And uh, he did some research because I kept getting feeling that we were supposed to be called downtown San Antonio, of all places, you know. And um, he, he said, you know, Billy, he's done some research. He said, Billy, there's not been a church start in downtown San Antonio in over 70 years, and he said that it is such a, a young, vibrant, you know, if you can imagine the young people moving down in condos and apartments, and the Riverwalk is literally the number one most visited place in all of Texas, and Alamo. So we said, well, you know what, let's go for it. So we sold our building out in the Northwest, and we bought a warehouse that was, it was massive. You could put a football field within zones, in this warehouse. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it was crazy, but it didn't have any posts in the middle, so it's freestanding open warehouse. And uh, we were right down in the middle of the city, about a few blocks from City Hall, and uh, which we felt was very uh, important for us because we wanted to really serve our city and serve the, the I guess, the pastors and churches of the city. And so we moved down there and, and uh, just had some great times. It was amazing. So we want to share some stuff. Awesome. Yeah. So, okay. She's doing great. She can jump in. So, so then at, at, at some point then, um, you, you felt like you had finished there and you, you ended up coming to the Keys. So I'm reading the next question. Is how did you guys find Keys Vineyard? Oh, man, that's, that's a great question. And, and Pastor Steve, you're a part of this. When, um, we actually, in San Antonio, we had started a school for kids with learning differences. That was going great. We had started a house of prayer in downtown, which was going great. And um, just a lot of stuff happening. And after all those years, I, I really felt burned out. And so we felt God call us, uh, that he was calling us away. And I just wanted to take a break from, from full-time vocational ministry a bit. And so I began to research some other nonprofits because uh, we had a school, you know, the whole thing where I might conserve helping a nonprofit. I got hired to run the domestic abuse shelters up and down the Keys as the program manager. And in that day, I started researching churches in the Keys. And uh, so 
I, I, as a matter of fact, there was, uh, I think a couple of churches that might have need, needed pastors at the time. I don't remember what it was exactly. But I remember I called some pastors just to talk to them about their church. And I called four or five, and Steve, you were the only one that answered the phone. And uh, I began to tell you about what, what we wanted to do when we were moving, that kind of thing. And you were so gracious. And I'll never forget, you were telling me about different areas of the Keys, different churches. You never, ever tried to sell us on the vineyard. You just were telling us and honoring other churches and other areas where we might be living. And so uh, I, I never forgot that. We moved to Marathon. I was at the shelter, one of the shelters that I was running for the domestic abuse shelter. And one of our members there, uh, our participants, said, uh, hey, uh, you're looking for a church. Have you ever tried Keith Vineyard Community Church? And I went, no, but I talked to that pastor. And so uh, one day we dropped in. And I will tell you this. We dropped in, and that first Sunday, Renee was singing a song that we was dear to our hearts from our church back in San Antonio. And the minute we heard that song, we felt like God said, here's your place. It was so strong. She was in tears. I was so moved. And, and it's weird. Just from the one song we knew, God was saying, I want you here. So that's how we found the church. That's cool. And I remember uh, when we met, we were doing a, a worship night, right? And uh, what was – because, like, I could tell my experience, but we're here to hear yours – what was it going there? Like, what were you expecting to get out of it? Because, like, yeah. I'm curious to hear that. Yeah, well, um, it wasn't just Renee singing. That was the main part. But when we walked in, the presence of God was so powerful. Um, and we we knew we were home instantly. So now we're sitting there and announcements are being made. And what, it, what do you say, Steve? Announcements are here because announcements are here or whatever that phrase is. Because there's always announcements. Because there's always announcements. Yeah, 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 right, right, yeah. <laughs> and you say something about, and tonight, don't forget our worship jam. You know, if you sing or play an instrument. But know, I think it was like our second or third Sunday. It wasn't, it wasn't, first, it wasn't the first Sunday. Okay, I don't remember that. Yeah. All I remember is my elbow goes into Billy's ribs, and I go, hey, we should do that. He's like, nope, we're not well, doing that. I'm like, no, we should probably do it. We should probably just go check it out. Can you I know? explain? <laughs> okay. We were taking or led worship or done anything and we had, had been we were taking a break. and we were kind of just resting and she was wanting to go and participate and I was thinking ah, so okay and I said we don't even have to say or do anything let's just go sit and check it out so we go and Doug and Steve are, are leading this beautiful time and asking okay who sings who plays an instrument and Billy's just sitting there and I'm just like well, I guess we could, and he's like, no, don't say it, no, I guess we could say, it. no, no. <laughs> and so we end up saying, well, you know, we sing a little, and he plays, you know, keys. So but we it, end up. <laughs> it wasn't just a little bit. Like, Dad had separated three bands, and I have the beginner band, and then I, there was another group, and Dad has you guys singing three-part harmonies. I'm like, that's not fair. They just met. He tells us that way. We all got to pick whoever we wanted. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. No, 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 no. And they really undersold themselves too, Billy Andy. Because I talked to, I had said to Billy, I said, what, you know, can you do anything? I can play keyboard a little. I said, will you sing while my wife sings? He didn't say he could sing. The best part of this story is so we get we get all these teams get about 15 minutes to rehearse and then they got to go right and everybody's going to see who's kind of put the best deal together and we go first and no no I think really you went good. third I don't know we I, I remember we it yeah uh, my group I'm went saying, second you guys were after like that's not fair yeah it's, <laughs> everything is solid man <laughs> like we'd rehearse for hours uh, like, boom it was just good yeah. And you know us, because we were on a break, we were, like, probably really into it. Like, oh, my yeah. God. 
Every move I make. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Yeah. I Those are, I wanted uh, something real easy. You know? Well, yeah, we picked two or three chord songs. Let's worship 101. Don't play any adult chords, as uh, yeah. Joe Bonamassa yeah. likes to call it. Uh, yeah, just yeah. rock it out. No, that it was, was that's funny. funny. When we were done, I have this forever memory. Doug walks up to the platform, and he literally, out of his mouth, he looks at us and he goes, Who are you? <laughs> no way. <laughs> no way. He wanted to say, I'm your father. Yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Well, it was good. Yeah. It took a little while, though, because they were still kind of coming off break, and they found their way in, and now we're blessed to have them with us, you know, um, over the last number of years, they've been full-time, half-time, quarter-time. <laughs> no time, <laughs> part-time. Pretty much full-time. So yeah. So. Now we got them all the time again. Um, and, and that's been great. Um, so why don't, you, why don't you guys tell us what you do now at the Vineyard? What we do now at the Vineyard is we help with worship, whatever Doug needs us to do. And we pastor the young adults. Woo-hoo-hoo! What fun that is. Do you guys lead the upper Zoom? We lead the upper Zoom on Thursday nights at 7. And before the pandemic, we met in the upper room uh, Sunday nights or at Doug and Kim's house. Um, or at Key West, in Key West at a restaurant, you know, doing something fun. But we love pouring our lives into young people. And we always have, even though we're old now, (laughs) um, we love uh, leading them deeper, higher, wider, and it has just been a blessed adventure. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, and they do a lot of other things too. They're kind of selling themselves short. Besides being involved in worship and working with the young adults, they help with all the outreaches that we do. They, you know, they're they're uh, they're like really supportive of Alice and I, which is huge. They're our best friends, and and uh, so it's great to have them, you know, plugged into ministry with us. And uh, it's just been a it's been a wonderful thing for that to take place. So. Um, Kurt had asked, what year was this? So I think he was talking about that worship jam night. That was 2012, because I remember, because Kimmy and I were engaged, but we weren't married yet. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because we... Yeah, and you had Kim on your team, Doug, back then. You had you, you were set. You were sure you were going to win the thing. But, but you had Billy and Angie. <laughs> yeah. But you didn't know. They were, they yeah, were unknown. Was, I, I thought I had the home run hitter, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She still is. She still is. Yeah. She still is. Yeah. That's yeah. right. <laughs> That's trying to stack his team. Getting a yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was funny. I remember my favorite thing was that, going back to that, was looking at his face. Because he was looking like, how are you doing that? But <laughs> oh, that was so much fun. And I, my we look was like, well, why, why wouldn't we be doing that? No, well, it's really good. Kim is making a claim that I don't remember. I wasn't paired with Doug. So maybe I had a team, she had a team, and you had a team. So maybe that was it, uh, but I I don't remember I that don't much. I don't remember either. I, but I that do remember little... just being shell-shocked because, yeah, it was, yeah, you guys were crushing it. It was a long, <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, that was that's a funny. long time ago. What a blessing it has been. And I have to say this, I don't know what the next uh, question is, but I do want to say that for Billy and I, there's no way to put into actual words that transition for us. When we left Texas, left both of our families on both sides, left everyone. But when we found Steve and Alice, and I say Steve and Alice because uh, to me they – I mean, we all all are a vineyard community, but they are at the helm. They are at the front. And um, they did become our very best friends. And they loved us in a way that um, was beyond our gifting and anointing. They loved us just for us. And I will also never forget when 
we first started meeting with them, and they said to us, look, you take as long as you need. Yeah. To heal. Because we were we were um, burned out in ministry. I mean, you know, since 18 years old, just pouring out and pouring out and pouring out. And, then, you know, and it was kind of crazy. And we had also been traveling overseas quite a bit, two times a year, usually to lead some worship conferences and events. And um, it just got, you know, after the 24-hour prayer center. Um, and then your sabbatical, kind of you're working at a domestic abuse shelter. And Angie, you were working at a homeless shelter. <laughs> Like, that's yeah, not a break. I'm <laughs> taking it easy. <laughs> yeah. Although, although that does kind of tell you, for, for people who don't know, that does kind of tell you that... Like the ministry like really is like... After the ministry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a break. Oh. <laughs> you can relax now. Oh it was so, ooh, it was a lot. But, yeah, gonna, okay. but yeah, it, I just want to finish my sentence somewhere in my brain. Um, when Steve and Alice said, take as long as you need to heal, they also said, do, you, do whatever you want to do. Because we were like, what do you... What do you want us to do? And they're like, what's in your heart to do? That's what we want you to do. We were blown away by that, blown away by the grace, blown away by the love, because we were coming from a very um, hurting place, um, probably our own fault, you know, a lot of it. But um, we were, uh, even though our church was smaller, we had very intense worship. We were known in the city for our worship and prayer. So we got asked to, oh, get get Billy and Angie in River City. They'll do this. They'll do that. They'll do that. And it became where we felt like, does anyone care about us? Just Just us, you know, right where we are. Or do they just want us to do something for them? And so it, I can't describe the refreshing when we came to Steve and Alice. It was unbelievable. Yeah, because we felt like instead of valuing us for the gifts we had and what we had to offer, we were valued as, as individuals. And I think that was part of the burnout for us back in San Antonio. We had a great time. It was an amazing season. We have wonderful memories, but it just took its toll after a while. And so coming here and then being a part of the vineyard and having – Steve and Alice, both both of you guys, just saying, listen, you know, take whatever time you need to heal and catch your breath and whatever. That ministered to our hearts more than anything because suddenly it wasn't like, hey, we need you to do this and we need you to do It wasn't that. It was just, hey, relax, catch your breath. We just want to love you. And, man, that healed our hearts. And uh, so we knew at that time that God had really called us and, and um, we, we've, Gosh, to this day, we're so thankful uh, for even the person, the person that mentioned the vineyard to me at the domestic abuse shelter said that it was her church. She's never been that I've ever seen her. So even for <laughs> Maybe she watches it online. Who knows? And there are some others there, too, that confirmed it. Uh, and so it was. It was just one of those things where we felt so good about it. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's fun to watch how God works those things together in the course of our lives. You know, just and, and you know we can we can trust Him in all those things. So it, it's good. He's yeah. He's amazingly faithful. Cool. So yeah. the, the last question for you guys is: What's something you're looking forward to? Well, I have something. Do you want to see yeah. what you're looking for? No, you go. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go. Oh, yay! <laughs> okay. I am so looking forward to bringing our grandkids to Florida for the first time. We don't have time in their schedule to get to the key, to get to the vineyard for the weekend, but we are bringing them here. Uh, where we live in the mainland, and they're finally old enough and ready. They're eight and six, and I'm going to get them. They're going to be here four days or something like that. And we are, I am just 
beside myself. I can't wait for them to get to Florida. They've been asking us to come to Florida for years, but it's just too far from mommy and daddy at young ages. So now we feel like they can, <laughs> they can, thank you, Kimmy. Now we feel like, you know, they'll be okay just for a few nights. And then as they get older, we'll lengthen it and get them down to the vineyard and on a weekend. So that's what I'm looking forward to. That's I think I'm, I am too. I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, but at the same time, the other thing I'm looking forward to, I thought about is, um, you know, being, it's like you, Steve, you couldn't wait to get, you know, meeting back as a church. And we've been meeting virtually with the young adults. Which, by the way, has been been great because half of the ones that are attending are former vineyard young adults that are now in other parts of the nation, and they call in, and it's amazing. But that being said, I'm so looking forward to seeing our young adults in person again and just hanging out. We get to see a few of them at the you know at the Saturday morning uh, giveaways and stuff, and that's great. But and we get to see you know Doug and Kim on the worship team, and that's I, awesome. <laughs> I'm still kind of young, I, but I was I was showing my wife. I look at the camera and like I don't know if you can see it in this light, but I have they're not showing up in this, which is good. But I have oh, maybe no. like half a dozen gray hairs sticking out. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that would ever happen to me. I was just gonna stay no, like looking no. like I was twelve for my whole life. I'm in the same boat. If you look oh. real close, I can't. <laughs> I can hardly see them, Billy. They're hardly there. Yeah, there's like one or two. Right there. Okay, okay, yeah. That's enough. Yeah. Don't look at the old guys in our our five heads, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what happens? Your, your forehead becomes a five head. That's probably a cruel joke you shouldn't have on the church podcast. But, it, yeah, that, that's what you call a big old forehead is a five head. Nice <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's uh, here's Pastor Georgina keeping us on track here. Uh, this is for Billy and Angie. What's one lesson you guys have learned from your years in ministry that you can share with us? She asked the best um, questions, by the way. She is so prepared. That is a great question. I, I think for me, it's understanding that everyone has a backstory. Um, I, I, I think in ministry, one of the things I've had to learn to do all throughout my ministry is learn to respond to uh, people and issues and challenges instead of react to them. Because, um, you know, everybody has a backstory. Everybody has a, a, a history. And so I've had to um, really pray and ask Holy Spirit to help me see beyond what's being said or see beyond what's being implied or even beyond what's being lived out of someone's life sometimes, because we will sometimes judge what's being lived out, and there's usually something behind what's being lived out that if, and I know God loves that person, and he knows the backstory, so ministry can be pure when I minister to the person as I recognize what's maybe leading them to say what they're saying or live the way they're living, then my, my ministry to them becomes more pure because I think I can maybe kind of touch what's really going on in their heart. So that's something I've really tried to hone in on uh, as, I, as I minister to people uh, in whatever setting it is. Uh, for me, and I totally agree with that, um, for me uh, it is the whole adventure and transition from Texas to Florida and where God placed us at the vineyard and with Steve and Alice, for me, it's to realize that no matter how big, no matter how anointed, no matter how great your ministry is, he loves you and me more than my ministry. And he wants, uh, he loves Billy and I and our marriage more than our ministry and some people might say, oh, my gosh, that's, that, that can't be right. It is so right. And that is what makes a stronger individual with the Lord. And your personal, personal relationship with him and your encounters with him and getting to know his nature and his character is realizing, yes, he has blessed us with a ministry, but he loves me more than that. And he loves us more than that. 
that that kind of comes from the the burnout we were experiencing in San Antonio. We've always been best friends. We've always worked together, been best friends, everything. And at that time of burnout, we noticed that there was such a um, uh, there was like a, a wedge, a strain in our relationship, and we had never experienced that before, and we didn't like it. And we had, it was actually very, very scary. Yeah, because we had not experienced never that. Never walked that way and, before. Um, so what we began to do is I, I, we, we took inventory and we looked around at all the things that we were involved in and all the ministries that we had our hands in. And, you know, you, and Steve, you understand this. You, you're, you tell yourself all the people that depend on you. And, you know, you're pastoring, you're leading a prayer center, you're leading a school. Um, there was another church in town that used me a lot for their worship, which was just amazing whenever I could go and help. And it was, it was, I mean, there was just a lot going on. And at the same time, though, I finally decided, you know what, I, I love us and she loves us more than we love our ministry. And she well, loves us. After therapy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we went, went to therapy. We went to therapy. That was, it was easier for her to go to the therapy than it was for me. Sure. And it, it took a lot for me to have to swallow that pill and, and go. And part of me being a man, another one having been a senior pastor for so long, in my pride, I thought, what could this therapist tell me that yeah. I haven't told somebody? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you know who I think I am? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I, I can remember going to see a therapist, and I was so mad because she kept, she kept reading my mail. You know what I mean? And I'd get so mad. Like, stop it. <laughs> she read your mail? What's mail? <laughs> she means email. She knew stuff. She knew stuff about me. You know what I mean? And she was calling it out. So it was yeah. like, it and was, this yeah. was really wise and, yeah. and advised us about, you know, what like, y'all need to just lay stuff down because she could tell that we were missing each other and like long missing for each other still. And um, so we just said, you know what? So we, I swallowed hard and we had big meetings with people that were important and went around to the leadership of different groups and said, you know what? We're, you know, there was a lot of tears, a lot of heartbreak and wrenching things out of us and, and then turning ministries over to other people, thinking they may live, they may die, but knowing not the that, people, not the ministries. <laughs> <laughs> they may live, they may die, whatever. They may die. We don't care. Yeah. It's about <laughs> us now. <laughs> Get some gray hairs on you. Yeah, that's funny. So anyway, that's, good, good. that's kind of even. That's another another way that coming to Keys Vineyard uh, just saved us because um, we found ourselves again. We found him, Father, again, and the refreshment of not ministry, but just relationship with us and individually and, and together. And um, so now we feel like our ministry flows back out of a, a more genuine place again, where it had gotten old and stale, I think, for us. Yeah. Well, we're blessed to have you with us, that's for sure. Yeah, you do. We a, love it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you guys are with us very much. <laughs> cool. Well, let's see. Uh, what else we got? Oh, I'd like to give everybody a little heads up about what I'm going to talk about on the weekend. So um, uh, let's do that. So I'm staying in Romans 8, and I'm, I, I'm, uh, I'm excited about it. This week, uh, I think it's going to be real good. I, I get to talk about the renewal of all things again, uh, which is one of my favorite topics, and, and uh, how... Uh, Creation, you know, you look at Romans 18, or, sorry, Romans 8, 18 and 19 and 20. It talks about how the creation is groaning for the sons of God to be revealed, for the people that, that the, the creation at the renewal of all things, you know, gets redone. And it's, it's waiting for that moment. And that the, the exciting thing is none of us have seen the creation in, in how it really is. It's all, we've only ever seen it in its fallen state. And, and to get some sort of glimpse, if, just trying to imagine the universe, the stars, everything in a way that you've never seen them, but we'll get to see them. And, and uh, that, that's part of the hope. So I'm excited about that. And uh, this is Pentecost Sunday, so I get to talk a little bit about the power of God in, in doing that and how he's done us. And, and so that's good. And then 
in, in thinking ahead, I get excited about it because I've been thinking about where I'm going. Um, the next week, I, and I'm going to talk about being more than a conqueror. And that's an interesting thought. You ever thought it's not just that you're a conqueror, you're more than a conqueror? So if you've never thought about it, we will. And um, what that means. And also next week is uh, known as Trinity Sunday. And there's a really cool, in Romans 8, there's a really great example of the Trinity at work. But, but I'm not going to tell you until I do it. And then, uh, and then I think I'm going to finish out the series that we're doing called Light by spending a couple of weeks in Nehemiah. And uh, I've been rereading Nehemiah. And uh, so powerful about how, because it's a time, because it's about rebuilding and how we're going to be, we're entering now into a season of rebuilding after all of this stuff that's going on and the lessons that we can get from Nehemiah. So uh, so I'm very excited yeah. about those, those things coming. Yeah, I think it's going to be really good. So I'm happy about that. And then uh, what's our worship set for this weekend, Douglas? Yeah, so I've got... Uh Angie's going to lead a new one called uh, Rest on Us by Upper Room, not Upper Zoom. And uh, <laughs> But before the call, we usually all get in and check our stuff. And uh, they can't hear me talk, but I can hear them. And Billy and Angie are, like, going over parts because can, I can hear the click. And then the, the guide lady's yelling at Angie what to sing. She's like, okay, I'm just going to have to listen to this later because Billy's telling me to do stuff. And it's not working. So that's going on. And then uh, after that, we're doing Stand in Your Love. Billy's doing that one. Excited for that. It's classic now. It's a new classic. And then um, Kimberly's been asking to do an Elevation song, Never Lost. We've done it before. And then uh, we're ending, per Dad's request, with the new awesome song, Rattle, by Elevation Worship. So that's the, the set for this weekend. It's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I asked Doug to do that because I was thinking about this week as I was thinking about the hope that comes from the idea of creation, the renewal of all things, how, you know, how we need, how people need hope right now. And it was like the Lord was just talking to, to me about, you know, dry bones and giving life to dry bones and that, that you know, there's a lot of dry bones right now after, after everything that's been happening and that, that just wants to keep ministering into that. So, so uh, I'm looking forward to that this weekend. Cool. And uh, so yeah. we usually like to end with giving people an opportunity to ask any of us questions on the social media. That takes about 15, 20 seconds. So while we're seeing any of those comments <laughs> pop up, we'll have a brief word from our sponsors. The Hello Vineyard podcast is sponsored by Keys Vineyard Community Church, your one and only Keys Vineyard Community Church in Big Pine Key, Florida. We're also sponsored by the Jesus Moment Bible Institute, which is sponsored by Keys Vineyard Community Church. <laughs> you, you can log on to take free college courses, earn your associate's or bachelor's degree at onlinebibleinstitute.org. That's a great program we've set up. Everybody should 11, do it. We, we went over 1,100 students today. Wow. That's awesome. There's 1,101 students now. That's fantastic. All over the world, and this past week, uh, my latest uh, graduate with a bachelor's degree was from Tanzania. Wow. How cool is that? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his name was Lucas, Mal Lucas Malimu or something, and he's, uh, isn't that cool? He, he finished all his coursework this past week and got it done after a long crunch, and I was able to, uh, to print up and send him his diploma, so... Good awesome. for him. Yeah, another another one. We have people from all over the world doing ministry now from that little tiny thing that we started. So that's very cool. We're happy about that. Georgina asked you guys what your favorite favorite book in the Bible and favorite Jesus parable. Wow. Uh, favorite book in the Bible for me is uh, Ephesians. Um, I, there's so much in Ephesians that I just have gleaned from the years. And um, so I, I, can, I can just read it again and again and again. I, I love it. Uh, favorite parable? Um, um, probably Jesus feeding the 5,000 because it's just such an amazing opportunity for him to display uh, his grace, his goodness, and meeting a need uh, in society. And um, so that's probably my favorite parable. Uh, my favorite book is Song of Solomon. And Which my, isn't a parable. I guess he really did it. 
<laughs> yeah, I was about yeah, yeah. to say that's a miracle, Billy, not a parable. But, but, but you know, I wasn't, I, I, I wasn't going to. Th- yeah, but I yeah. just did. But but you did it yourself. Yeah, yeah. So good yeah, on yeah. you. Yeah. But yeah. Well, what's just, what's the favorite thing Jesus did? Well, yeah, we'll we'll recategorize it. Yeah, yeah. All right, Angie, go ahead. So so how about you, Angie? Yeah. So <laughs> Song of Solomon's my favorite book and my favorite parable. <laughs> Is the sower and the seed. Good. Right. What? My, my favorite. My favorite book is whatever I happen to be reading, because <laughs> it always becomes my favorite. And so, like today, it was Nehemiah, and um, but it's also Romans eight because I've been reading that. And my favorite parable is always the one about um, the pearl of great price. Yeah. And. Uh, um, because you can look at it both ways, right? Because we're the pearl of great price, but but I always tell people, but Jesus is the pearl of great price, and he's yeah. worth it. And the treasure in the field, you know, that's one parable. And Jesus sees us as the treasure in the field, but he's the treasure in the field. We find him yeah. worth everything. So so that's my favorite parable. How about you, Douglas? It, you know, it's going to be the Gospels. I can't pick just one. But, um, you know, after watching the first few episodes of The Chosen, it just made me, like, really like want to dive deeper into the gospel. So I can't pick just one, but I'll take that section. How's that? And then uh it's gotta be the <laughs> prodigal son. Old Testament. Yeah, okay. Good. Yeah, yeah good. no. Like <laughs> yeah. So that those would be my picks. Well and I, I couldn't pick one of the Gospels. It's gotta be all four. So But I usually um on that note I also really like Acts. Like uh back when I was doing the youth every Sunday We'd go through the book of Acts, and I did that like three times, just a chapter a week. So uh, I think it's really cool seeing how the Holy Spirit was able to move through the the early church. And it's like, okay, the greatest person in history was their leader, left, now what? <laughs> you know? So like kind of that aftermath is really cool to look into, too. So those would be Absolutely. mine. Cool. All right. Kimberly, See? my wife says it's all favorite. That's a... Uh, <laughs> that is so Kim. I love her. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, we're going to say goodbye, Vineyard, here shortly, unless we see any more uh, questions pop up in the feed. Pastor Billy, Pastor Angie, thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day and tuning in with us and doing the podcast thing. I try to make it not too much like a Zoom call because I want it to be different. So uh, hopefully it didn't feel too zoomy for you. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Here. Here we go. Dad, ready? Can we, oh, okay. can we do it? Wait, wait. I actually go this way. Here we go. <laughs> no, you're, uh, nope. Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> that that was a failure. Yeah. It's, it's, I like, I keep, Dad's like, <laughs> All right, well, great place to end. Room. Yeah, no, yeah, there not. you go. Yeah. Shut it down. <laughs> let me pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you for this time. Bless everybody that's going to watch this at some point or watching now. And uh, thank you, God, for the, the opportunity to love one another and to love you. And, and we're, we're grateful for what you're doing. We pray for everybody, Lord, uh, all over dealing with the, in this time. Give them hope. Give them strength. Bring healing into their lives. And we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for watching, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.